Stop, stop, stop. Just before this big interview begins, I need to tell you about a new book being published by Backpage, the good guys, the made guys, who published my two books on Barca and Spain, and who also, thank the Lord for them, produced this podcast. Football 2.0, How the World's Best Play the Modern Game by Grant Wall, is in all good bookstores. What does that mean to you? Well, Grant Wall sits down with superstars such as Manuel Neuer, Vincent Company, and Xabi Alonso. And thanks to extensive interviews with players in every key position on and off the pitch, he explains the technical and tactical revolution which has transformed modern football. This book is packed with insights that only those at the very top of the sport can offer. In the words of my good friend Gabriel Marcotti, Grant Wall is an expert storyteller who has managed to get some of the best in the world to share the secrets of their trade. So, big interview listeners, that's your World Cup reading sorted. Listen out for my regular World Cup show from Russia, because let's face it, how could Spain win without me? Meantime, here's a look back at a selection of our wonderful guests talking about their experiences at World Cups. Enough from me. Over to Messrs. Billich, O'Neill, Caban, Van der Vaart and Herrera. Take it away, lads. I remember Blažević. He is this. He, he helped us, Blažević. He was, he was very, very good in that. Incredible. Or World Cup 98. Listen to this. So me and Blažević, we are playing Argentina. Mm-hmm. 98. And me and Blažević, we go to press conference together. Like. And then I, and then he talks. And there are press from Croatia, press from France, press from Argentina. And he goes, listen, at that time, we had, let's say I played 98, I played for Everton. We had all of us played abroad, or 70% of the team played abroad. Some of them played in Croatia still. Hajduk split or Dinamo Zagreb. Only Boban played for Milan. Shuker played for Real Madrid. Bokšić wasn't at the tournament. He was injured. And I think one more, one more played maybe Juventus, if, but I don't think so. All the others are uh, Jarni was at Betis, Sevilla. The other one was Valencia, Vlaovic. Stimac, Derby County. Me, West Ham, Soldo, Stuttgart. Stanic, Parma. Simic, uh, Inter Milan, I think, or Milan. All the Argentinians, they all played in Real, Barcelona, Inter, Milan. That's basically it. Maybe Lazio and Parma. All of them. All 22 <laughs> in the great clubs. Press conference. Blažević goes on there. Let me tell you something. He goes, they have a good team. They have really good team. Very dangerous team. But they are players, they don't play for the biggest teams in Europe. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm a little bit like, what are you talking about? You know, and I, he goes, no. Then he goes, this guy, this guy is the best central back in the world. <laughs> and listen, I know. You're not going to argue then, I are you? I knew that I'm not. I knew that I'm not. And I also know 
that he knows that I'm not. But it doesn't matter, it's nice. <laughs> it, gives you, it gives you that 10, 15, 20%. That, so he was great in that. You grow, you know, you are, you are, you are like big. So you, like you're here to say that it worked. It worked. But, but uh, why does that work? How, how? T- because it's, it's, it's in human nature. It's in human nature. Like, like, it's not only that, that you have to compliment the women. They all want to hear, but it's in human nature that, that you want to hear things that, uh, that no matter that you don't believe in them, it's like, it's nice. And no matter what, you know, the compliment is, you always, uh, you always believe in it. I think so. You always believe in it. He didn't care that there might be somebody out in the audience saying, no, the message wasn't for the journalist. The message was for you guys. The message was for, no, 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 no. He, the message was for us. Because he knew that tomorrow, it wasn't internet at that time or whatever. He knew that tomorrow we're going to open, uh, on a match day, we're going to open the, the press from Croatia that we were getting in France, you know. And, no, you can't mix, uh, who said, I think, Dostoevsky or whoever said that you can't, you can't, uh, you can't make mistakes with, with compliments, you know what I mean. If you tell them, you know, okay, you can become big-headed or whatever or that, but but I always want my players or my friends or my family or whatever or myself to be to be confident. It's better to be confident than than to be fair to, than than to be um, doubtful in yourself. You know. So let me put it to you that as as clever a psychologist Blazovic was, the crucial thing was that we've already agreed that he had in his squad four or five geniuses and six more exceptional players, exceptional leaders. So in any way you care, help us. And I'm going to probably give you four names to begin with and then you pick a fifth if you want or make it about your own game and just describe the guy or his style or what made him great. And I'm going to ask you in order about Boban, Shukar, Prosneski and Boksic. So, Zvonimir Boban, tell me something that you remember about why he's so special. A guy, a footballer, a leader, I don't care. Well, I know Boban, he came from a small town in Dalmatia to my hometown, Split. Which is Split. Yeah, because he wanted to join, well, he joined Hajduk Split when he was only 10. And because he is, I think... uh, He's, uh, he, I was born in September 1968, uh, he was born in October 68. So he came basically to our group, to my group that, that we trained, and we were 10 or 11, I don't know. And he wanted to stay there, but there some some uh, some problems with accommodation for his family. That's why he went to Dinamo Zagreb. Um, uh, so I know him really, really, really well. He is, first of all, he's, he's everything. He's like, he's top talent. He's, of course, he's top player. Uh, he's a very hard worker. He learned Italian. He speaks Italian like, like he was, he doesn't speak Italian like I speak English. He speaks Italian like he was, as he was born in Italy. Okay, that's a proper compliment. And it takes effort, you know what yeah. I mean. He's yeah, yeah. a workaholic. He also 
just to describe you, Boban, he also he finished the University of History after his football career. Well, he didn't need to, you know, when he was a great career, everything. He didn't finish it to find the job. He finished it because he wanted to do something different. And at the end of the day, now, now uh, I adore Boban. Now Zvonimir Boban is uh, uh, number one advisor of Gianni, in fact, you know, in FIFA for football, number one. So he's, he's, um, he, he's a complete person. As a player... He was, he was our captain. He was with Shuker, of course, uh, our our most recognized player. And uh, what can I say about Did, can I ask He changed his game. Sorry, very important yeah. for Boban. He went from. He went from Dinamo Zagreb to Milan, AC Milan. That was at that time the best team in Europe, mm-hmm. and only three foreign players Forest. could play it. Yeah. And that was Kulit, Van Basten and Rijkaard. No chance for the fourth one. No, Not even for Romario. You know, no, no chance. He went there, sending him on loan to Bari. After one year he came back and stayed there. Ten years. Ten years. Changed the way he, he was playing football. Because Boban was, was in Dinamo Zagreb. He was a number ten. He was number ten who... All the managers had to force him to defend. Force him. And then, because he was capable, got legs and everything, was doing that. In Milan, he found out with Capello that he has to change. He's got no chance. He has to change the game. And he became a holding midfielder, basically. Very organized one. Very tough one with skill, of course. So, brilliant. Brilliant talent. But also, more than anything, brilliant mentality. Because he was able to reinvent himself exactly. and do a job which is almost the reverse of a 10. Exactly. A 10 is supposed to open the can, yeah, but and the position he played that. is to close the can. But it's easy to say that now, yeah, and like many people will say now, oh, yeah, yeah, but so what? But can you imagine at that time? You have to work so hard, and there are no guarantees that you're going to play that position for AC Milan when his other option was probably he could have gone to Sampdoria, Fiorentina mm. or Spain or wherever sure. and play number 10 for and sure. be king take free kicks everything Perfect. so the people you know what I mean the people are liking everything you know what I mean it's hard to describe the 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 toughness of that decision that you have to make. So Boban, in everything that he was doing, he's like he's like he's like a, he's like a role model for the for the new generation. So you, you use the expression, a brilliant expression, a complete man, a complete person. Complete. So let me let me <clears throat> change the order of who I was going to ask you about, because if Boban is keeping an administrator right at the top of FIFA about the game, the health of the game that that we all love, our audience loves. Davos Shukar is a complete... I'm going to offer you the chance to say yes or no. A complete man also because he's now in charge of the Federation. The chairman of the FA, yeah. He's keeping your football healthy. But let's start with Davos Shukar. I don't know. The, the first time you know him, the personality, what kind of striker, 
if you make comparisons, what you thought about him as a guy, when you sent the ball to him, what did you expect to happen? Pick anything from the jigsaw Davor. and tell us about Davor. Davor was, without Davor Shukar, you said, and I, I agree with you, that we had four or five genius players. Like Prosinecki, that, okay, we're going to talk after. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we're saving but the let's say, sexy let's, one to last. Let's say, uh, we had few of them, but without Davor Shukar, we, uh, we wouldn't be nowhere near third in the world or whatever. Davor Shukar scored in one moment, I think it was when he had 50 caps, he scored 42 goals for us. Can, so can you imagine, can you imagine the, the amount of, of uh, confidence that we had as a team when you are nil-nil and you are not happy on when you are trailing one-nil and you know, hey, he's going to score. Don't worry. Keep patient, patient, patient. He's going to score. He, he scored. I had a feeling that he scored all, all the goals for us. <laughs> and he was like that. Natural talent. Not extremely quick, but, but his feeling for space, his feeling for his first touch, his first touch is like, I can only compare Zidane and Modric for me. And, and okay, but then you can talk about Porcinecki, but first touch is, is some, it's unbelievable. So he would, he was not quick like, uh, for example, like Bokšić. Bokšić was quick, but you had no chance to block Shukar with his movement. And first touch was so perfect that you were always late. Not always, but so the difference to explain Shukar. Shukar played for Dinamo Zagreb. Bokšić played for Hajduk Split. I trained with against Bokšić every day, and because that, you and that Hadouk made me. For yeah, those that, who don't know, yeah, that made me much better much better player because every day I had a great test mm -hmm. for three or four years and I played against Shukar. The difference between two of them, they're totally different kind of players. I don't know who is better. If you ask me as a centre-back, when you play against Bokšić, he would have slaughtered you running, dribbling, going left in a channel, whatever, kick you, beat you, whatever, but maybe he wouldn't score. Like Shukar, you would have a good game against Shukar. He, you, you, you could block him, stop him, everything. By the end, he scored a couple. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you think you had a good game. Had, but Because then, maybe you gave him this much space. Exactly. Maybe you gave him a I, yard, I, half a no, yard. No, no, you don't give him. He makes it. Okay, beautiful. That's beautiful. the difference. So, every time I like to talk, I always think about young kids. Unfortunately, I don't think that the kids who are, play, who are starting to play football are, are hearing this. You know what I mean? But maybe their parents are. No, when they talk uh, about Shuker, listen, the people, the people think, you know, yeah, he was talented. He was, God gave him that talent. But like Boban had to change that game, mm. uh, his game. Shuker had, uh, had to improve his talent. So listen to this. I was already at West Ham. We have qualifications for, for Euro 96. I came to West Ham January 96. So we have a friendly game in March. We already qualified. Shukar is in Sevilla, I think, mm -hmm. in Spain. He comes to me and he goes to me. Uh, uh, already at that time, you could buy 
DVDs or VHS tapes like goals from the Premier League season 94, 95 or 93, 94, whatever. He asked me, can you you buy them for, for me? Said, okay, of, of course I can. Of course I can. Uh, uh, but I go, why? You know, why? He goes, you know. And then, and then it was some, something like that. And then he goes, please buy them to me. And then, after a few weeks or whatever, I ask him, like, how can you be? We are all in the front post, you are the near post. Or when everybody's there, you are somewhere there, and, you sc- and the ball comes to you. And he, and he told me then, you know those tapes that you bought for me? I go, yeah, because I watch them. And then he goes, because you know what? When the cross comes from here, I'm going to... It was not exactly like this, but something like this. He goes, when the ball comes from here, 68% of the goals come from here. 15% of the goals come from far post. And I don't know, 5% from goals come from the penalty spot. So I'm going there, where 68% of the goals are coming from. So even with, with God-blessed talents and everything, he had to work really hard to improve that talent. My respect for him Shukar. has gone up. We, we, I, I used to watch him and, and think that his knowledge, and some strikers are like this, about where to put the ball and when to put it there. I used to see goalkeepers off balance all the time where I got a shot from Davoro went across them and I thought maybe that's innate that he has this vision about if I time it now, if I put it at that angle, it doesn't matter how good he is, his body shape or is it, I thought but I didn't realise how much work work also went into it, which makes my respect go plus after every training well, I don't know. I, I didn't play with him in Real Madrid, Sevilla, or whatever. I, I, I never played with Davor in the same team, but mm. I played with him for a national team. Yeah. After every training, of course, he used to stay there with a couple of us or fullbacks or, or wingers, one goalkeeper, and then... Yeah. Is it 40 or 50 crosses? But it's not five crosses. It's not five or ten crosses. It is, I don't know, 50 or 60 or 40. It's like... Bah. Come on, another one, another one, another one, another one. Another I don't, one. I don't tell this to you. Who, work, who know work, him? You know that's that's the difference. The people think that it's talent. It is talent, of course. But it's like Tesla. You know what I mean? Like Tesla. It's always the question. Uh, okay, Tesla was a genius. He was born genius. All right. And but he there's also a thing that he he was sleeping only two hours per day. So was Tesla because Tesla? of his notes and his yeah, laboratory, because of, yeah, and he but was, because of his passion yeah. to get back and work on his theorem. So, why why was he Tesla? What made him Tesla? Would he would have he been Tesla if he was sleeping ten hours? No, I don't think so. What does ninety eight feel like? Because now it's a completely different experience. I imagine you lose Boxic uh, to injury. Yeah, but. You've got tournament experience. Each of you has grown a little bit in your clubs. You know where the gap is. You go to France where, um, I guess, the the field allows you... I, I always think the European Championship is possibly more elite. There are... Yeah, yeah. 
it's, it's more difficult to win the World Cup. To win, of course, it's more difficult to win the World Cup because you have Germany, uh, you have Brazil. At least you have Brazil and Argentina. For sure. At least that. Uh, you have more, but at least that. But to pass the group, it's, it's, it's more difficult to pass the in group the Euros. in Euros. Yeah. Old-fashioned Euros, like when you have four teams, two goals. Uh, but, so, but we came as a... We had a really bad qualifications. We were also slaughtered back home. And uh, Danes, what is like irony, uh, Danes helped us because they didn't lose. If they had lost the last game in a group stage, uh, in our group against Greece, we would be third. They drew nil-nil. They were first, we were second. We went to playoffs Greece against Ukraine. Out. Greece go out. So wow. Danes, Danes help us, wow. Schmeichel and them. So at the World Cup, our group is, we are like a little bit, we are shaky. We all have careers for our clubs and all that. No, no. But, but we are... The press and everything, you know what I mean? It's, we are not that great. We are underachieving. Underachieving. And group is uh, Jamaica, Japan, Argentina. Oh, we are... Argentina are the favorites, but behind them we, we are supposed to go through. Because especially back home, Jamaica. Mm. I think Japan, they don't think... But everybody that's knows Japan lot. can play yeah, by hand, but, that's for sure. But Yeah, listen, Slavin, we come from Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> Against Scotland, everybody's an underdog, okay? So, so Jamaica 10 yeah. goals, Japan yeah, 6, yeah, okay. we understand. So we we, we we beat Jamaica, okay, not easy, but 3-1. Second game against Japan is very difficult. It was played in Nantes. It was 42 degrees on a pitch. And uh, I remember them having a great chance in the first half that Ladic stopped the goalkeeper who'd had a brilliant tournament and then of course Shukar Dabar has to be Dabar one chance yeah. he scored the goal 10-12 minutes to go and we beat them 1-0 so suddenly we are before the Argentina game we are through us and Argentina 6 points each the, both of them are on zero the group was like that we are through. The press conference is sensational. Yeah, press conference. Uh, he changed the game. Uh, he changed the team against Argentina again, and then last sixteen. Romania, Romania, very good team, of course, but not better than us. Very difficult game. Difficult Penalty. to pick out who's a Romanian. Yeah, yeah. blonde, blonde, yeah, all blonde, all, 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 okay. all. They all like their hair and all that, but difficult game, but one nil penalty. Shukar, well deserved, one nil, and, and and you know we are that that's one thing that I'm telling to most of the international. I told the story to most of international coaches or managers when we were on those seminars because I was, I was six years, you know what I mean. I wasn't like one in charge of Croatia. Yeah, I was six years. It's a long, long. Two thousand six, two thousand twelve, exactly. Right? And that's regarding to this story about ninety eight. You read, it's not against them, but just to say the story, to tell the story. You read about problems in Dutch camp. Like after three weeks together. You read about the problems if in Serbia camp, Yugoslavia camp, that camp, that camp, that Eng- camp. England camp. Yeah, but you know what the biggest difference between qualifications and tournaments? In qualifications... You gather on Sunday night. The game is on Friday or Saturday. 
Sunday night, you come, yeah, you're in a hotel, all that, yeah, how do you do? You see your friends, you play abroad, he plays there, you play there, you see some puff, 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 then Monday, you see some relatives, blah, 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 all that, have a coffee, have a this, this and that, you are training, puff, puff, Thursday, you are traveling, and then it's, it's all game day. good, game day, you Ooh. win, bye-bye, see you next month. You know, bye-bye, see ever. It sounds pretty good. So good. Yeah. If you lose, not that good, but it's all, it's very, it goes like this, puff, puff, puff. You qualify. Hmm. You go three weeks before to a kind of a pre-season, after the season. Yeah. Pre-season, and then group stage is another two weeks. So it's five weeks. Beginning of, end of May, beginning of June. You're supposed to be on holidays after the long season. Uh, 50 men, players, staff. 50 men all together. 5-0. 5-0, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be clear. All together for five weeks. Big egos. This, this. And you have to manage it. So, I read... Is it 94 or 98? I don't know. Dutch camp, camp problems. This Na- camp. 96. Yeah, yeah. Or they that lose the second home. game. The Serbians, they lose the second game always 6 0. You know, <laughs> like, like 7 1 or whatever. Nigeria 98. Exactly. They, they argue about money. It's hard. It's hard. In Croatia, no matter who's the manager, you. You think it's because of you. No, it's not because of you. It wasn't because of Blažević. It wasn't because of me. It wasn't be- it's not now because of Čačić or whoever was the manager. It, we, we, our players, the more they are together, the more they enjoy. Yeah. And that was with our Whoa. generation. And that is even now with this generation. That's the thing about Croatia. So back to 98. We beat Romania. But we are not bored. We are enjoying to be together, you know, it, we are we are rising, really. We are we are so happy that we are staying a few more days. And we are so happy that we are playing Germany. You remind you me. Can't of... believe that that uh, what kind of energy can that gather? Who said they are knights of Croatia? Who said Tujman was giddy with victory like a kid? Because we were in the middle of that game. We were talking about revenge, the big revenge scenario. Yeah, Croatia, Germany. Yeah, but revenge is... Don't tell me it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Revenge, revenge Come is... Come on. It should, should, I'm, I, let's say I, I was a hard player, but I don't like the word revenge, you know, in football. Because? You know, because it's not... It's not it, it shouldn't be there. Revenge, revenge. Every good coach, every good player tells me the same. Yeah, no, I mean... We but, believe in it, but yeah, okay, you don't. But who said that? It was... Uh, Everybody was saying that. Tujman was saying that. Our president. He was saying that all the time that we are Croatian knights, and he was, and that was the difference between between uh, Croatia then and Croatia ten years after, like or Croatia then and Serbia then or ex Yugoslavia or, no, or Yugoslavia because they were called still Yugoslavia. And all that because, and it was good when you know that your president, the president of your country, is like a football fan. You know, he came twice to France, to France '98, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, and he cared about it. He knew personally all of us. 
we were going, some of us were going on very, not private, not one against one, but like dinners or conversations with him. Boban and Shuker more than us, but I was also once. You know, and you feel, you feel. It matters. Also, it matters, of course. It makes you also a better player, more confident or whatever. It's nice, you know. It, at least it doesn't harm. At least it doesn't harm. So uh, the adrenaline we have, although the adrenaline there, 98, was, 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 we were more normal football team than 96. 96, we were army. We were like soldiers. We were like knights, as you have said. 98, still, we had more proud than other countries, other national teams. We had more because still we were very young countries, still the war was very recent, unfortunately, and all that, but we we were becoming more like a normal national team. So as footballers, you were more experienced, more streetwise, tournament mentality, which we just talked about, and also you said you learned in 96 in the defeat the narrowness of the quality gap against Germany was very, very small indeed. Yeah, but in the end, sorry to interrupt no, you, no, but please. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's all great, like, you know, when you have a successful story, then <laughs> then every month or every year you add something to make it like a Hollywood story, like you were more mature. And all. We were... We do this, journalists do this. Day, I accept, we do this. End, and we, we agree. Because after your career, it, it also helps you, you know what I mean? You like to talk about it, or you like to be talked about. And you like, you love to be better player or bigger legend than you normally was or were. The difference between 96 and 98 mm-hmm. in a game against Germany mm-hmm. it, is that we were more lucky, 98 and 96, as you have said, we weren't lucky. I'm Germans were lucky. I'm really because surprised. I remember the game. I remembered. I played that game. And I remember the game. And I already had a joke in that game with Boban. It's like, uh, first 20 minutes, they are all over us. They are all over us. And I go to Boban and I go to him. him Zvone, why don't we let them score a goal? And then they're going to sit a little bit back. <laughs> and in the second half, Shuker's going to score anyway, because he always scored. Because this is like, we can't stand it. You know what I mean? They're they like, they're going. They were better team, much better team. Ladic had a couple of great saves against Birov. Uh, nil-nil. And then, I think two minutes to go. Two minutes before the halftime. Break, yeah. Two minutes before the break, Jarni scored a cracker. For 25 meters or whatever, or 22, or a brilliant left Gorgeous foot, 1-0. So it's 1-0. And then, and then that player once got sent off. And we are going at a halftime, 1-0, and they are with 10 men. Okay, brilliant. So we come back, second half, and again, they have a brilliant chance. Ladic again saved. And then Pof Vlaovic scored again, cracker, 2-0. And then, as I told you, like on Wembley, 2-0, we are the best team in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Then it could have been five. But we were the difference. Okay, I agree. I like sometimes to talk extremes. 
to get my point, you know. But I agree, we were more matured, we more believed, we entered the games, the, we entered the game that they are not better. Like, as 96, we entered the game, maybe we have a chance. Thinking back, yeah, but not believing. But 98, we believed that we can beat them. Yarny's goal is brilliant. It's not luck that Vern's, that Vern's is sent off isn't luck. Things go your way, the cards fall your way. But that was their worst defeat in 44 years. We're going to finish at the end of 1998. So we finish with this about, you talked about luck. Lillian Turam scores two goals in his international career. Yeah. They're both against you. You're winning. One of them is off his left foot. As if he was the greatest left-footed player ever. It's the better goal. The first goal is an overload. Let's leave that game aside. Let's leave Laurent Blanc aside, who, who pushed you in your face with his yeah, left hand. Okay. Today it's a red card. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, doesn't yeah, matter about... It was even then a red card, but okay. Uh, but today there's no argument, because if you raise your hand and you touch a face... But it wouldn't today have been red. an argument even then, if it wasn't home... Home side, you know, home side, uh, France, you know. and Laurent Blanc, they, 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 his nickname is Professor, you know, he's a very polite guy anyway. I liked him, you know what I mean? And I didn't want him to be sent off, but I, I was afraid of my because I was already in booking, uh, with booking from the game against Romania. Uh, but, but anyway, okay. Uh, so I wonder, does, does, does Frank Leboeuf, ever send you a nice postcard <laughs> no. or a little phone call no, no, and say no, no, no. because I say this because I'm reporting on the final and we go to the final and we see the team sheet and the first team sheet comes out and it says O Animal Edmundo is in the 11 the team sheet comes out and 20 minutes later the team sheet comes out again and he's not there and Ronaldo, Ronaldo. plays and Ronaldo it's so it's so sad Whoever wins the final, he shouldn't have been handicapped in that final, his first final. But downstairs in, in Stade Denis, as a group of reporters, because Frank LeBeouf knows us from the Premier League, and I'm saying to him, uh, Frank, you've won it, we've talked about winning it. What was the experience like? And he said, <laughs> at the time I thought it was a bad thing to say, now I, I understand. He went, it was easy. Because Ronaldo wasn't right. It was a mistake to play him. And I think anybody who loves football feels sorry that he didn't play at his full potential. But if it was easy, and Lillian Turam doesn't score the only two goals of his international career, then it's Croatia-Brazil. And it's you against a tired, sick Ronaldo. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. You tell, so tell me now. Do you never dream? You're such a practical man. You never dream that could have been us, not me, or if only, or gosh, how, or did you watch the final? No, I didn't even watch the final. Of course, I watched the highlights after, or whatever, Zidane scored. Or, of course, I would have loved sometimes, like now, of course, you are, you are dreaming and all that, but to be fair, I, I, I think more about Euro 2008, if we are talking about disappointments or what could have happened. In 1982, a tournament that I went to as a fan was Fall Scotland, which was a bit of an epiphany for me, particularly about living in Spain. 
Northern Ireland were there and did really spectacularly well in mm-hmm. terms of how they played the quality of football as you had uh, mm-hmm. in that 11 or even in the 13-14 that Billy Bingham could pick spectacular as well where were you what were you doing what do you remember of it because I suppose you were enjoying that joy of we're there it's Spain it's the World Cup and boys in green are, are going to be playing what was it like it was amazing actually because when I look back at the you know I was 11 I think 11 or 12 yeah and I remember the games and I always relate it to like international football it was so special because there wasn't the same level of football on the television obviously you know I, I grew up as a Liverpool fan so I got to see Liverpool predominantly you would get the, the highlights of match of the day if you were lucky you would get you know a European match I used to remember on a Wednesday for example I was allowed to stay up late on a Wednesday to watch sports night and the hope that there'd be a European game and sometimes you got like Greyhound race now you've got <laughs> show jumping police songs I always remember that and the disappointment the police the disappointment and that it, it, was, it was actually a hammer blow to recover from that and, and get up for school the next day but yeah those, it was magical to watch football in those situations because you know my dad we weren't really in a position as a family to go across and watch Liverpool or do anything I never saw Liverpool play uh, live as a kid or anything like that there. Now, you know, kids, there's, there's EasyJet, there's, you know, everyone can get anything or very, very accessible and it's a lot more affordable from that point of view. Sometimes the football, getting into the grounds maybe not as affordable, but getting there is. And um, so I think that, you know, it was a magical thing when the World Cup, you know, the fact that Northern Ireland were in it. The first World Cup I had recollection of, you talk obviously of, of, of 74 and was 78. You know, I remember being allowed to stay up late and watch the games from Argentina, uh, the fantastic Dutch team. The Argentine team, the Brazilian team, you know, it was, it was ph- phenomenal just to see that. And again, it just, I was totally engrossed with international football and football at that point in time. So when the next World Cup comes around four years later and suddenly Northern Ireland are taking part in it, extraordinary. it's an extraordinary feeling as a kid to, mm-hmm. to experience that. And, you know, I, you know, the games, the atmosphere, just the whole thing, the fact that Northern Ireland were there and, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing to watch right through, to watch all the games. As you say, the quality of the play, to just the build-up. I remember the squad being announced, and you know, Norman Whiteside was in the squad, and this young Manchester United player, and aged what 17, 16, 17 Norman, Yeah, I think Norman was about sixteen, maybe when he was. Yeah, I think it was. I think he was under seventeen when he played. I'm nearly sure he, he maybe was just over, but it was it, like to see him play. I think at the time. Well, he's only five or six years older than me, you know, mm-hmm. and as a kid, you dream of playing. You know, you think, I want to play in the World Cup, I want to play for Northern Ireland, and, uh, you know, here's a lad that five years older than you is suddenly doing that, and, and on the biggest stage of them all, it was staggering, like, and, uh, you know, those, that team, you know, I, I just remember it so well, the quality of their play, as you say, the iconic images have never gone away, and as I say, we've got a chance now, hopefully, to create some new ones. What was it like at home? I mean, did everything come to a stop? Was it noisy? I, I asked that because having followed Scotland, Scotland got knocked out. Holy, I'm sorry to mention Alan Hansen's fault for bumping into Willie Miller. But <laughs> we then went on, and, and Spain played Northern Ireland, and the whole of Spain, it was my first time there, everyone just expected to trounce them yeah. at the Mestalla. And Northern Ireland beat them, beat them well, and beat them with ten men. Yeah, I think it's funny, like, when, when, when you look back, particularly at that game, that's obviously the iconic game of the tournament, but I remember watching the game and, and, and you know, Jerry scoring and putting us ahead, and we, we were kind of, I think the build-up into the game was very much like, you know, the lads have done great, but they're going to be coming home, you know, we've got 
how they played on the night. And it was great at the time because Northern Ireland, obviously, at that time in the 80, 82, you know, it had a lot of issues, it had a lot of problems, mm-hmm. well documented. Obviously, the troubles were, you know, at the height of things, if, if you could put it like that. But it seemed as if everything just stopped, as you say, and, and the whole focus of the country was on, on Northern Ireland, on Northern Ireland playing. It didn't matter, religion didn't matter, nothing seemed to matter at that point in time, other than the fact that Northern Ireland were playing Spain in the World Cup. And it was just a magical, a magical game. You know, I remember. You know, I subsequently went to play. I played with quite a number of that '82 team who were still playing when I, you know, I, I came into the squad in '88. So there was a number still playing. You know, I look back and, you know, John McClell, Maldonicky, Dee McCreary, still playing. Norman, obviously, as well. You know, maybe five, six people in the squad that were maybe on the bench as well that, that were still playing when I came in. And, uh, you know, that game sticks out in the memory because, as you're right, you know, when Mal gets sent off, I remember just sitting as a kid in front of the TV, like, just barely able to watch. You know, can we hang on? Can we win the game? You know, Pat and Gold, like, just performing miracles and uh, some of the most unorthodox saves ever, I think, from a goalkeeper as well. But it is. It's, 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 it's a special time. And the fact is, is that when you don't go to a tournament, the way Northern Ireland haven't done. You know, 82, if you think about it, was, it was 24 years since 58. So it's almost like a similar scenario to what we face now or what, what we're in now. And uh, when you have that, the legacy of the tournament lasts so long. That picture of Jerry Armstrong goal, I, I was in the, the press room in the new National Stadium in, in Belfast. And, you know, it's on the wall, Jerry, head down, knee over the ball. And, you know... It, it, it'll never, it'll be there 50 years from now, I think. And, and that's hopefully, as I say, you know, the special moments that we hope to create in this, in this company. I was going to ask you about how you'd have handled Saipan if you'd been the manager. I don't believe you'd have handled it the same way as I think you Mick did. Do you know what? Yes, probably it's fair that I probably answer what you're saying. Yes, I, I, th- I probably would have handled it differently. I think, but I think it's always better in hindsight as well. But I, I think that I don't know if Mick's ever admitted this or if he even thinks it. But I do think that looking back, he could certainly have managed differently. And it, it, that's not the route I want it to go down. You know, with Roy there, I've heard you saying. I feel like we'd have done semi-finals at least. Easy, yeah. And you've used the word, well, you've just used the word easily. Yeah, I think we would have done. I think we'd have topped our group. I do think that. And again, it's, it's quite bullish when you think about it. I do think well, we'd have topped the group. This is a forum for and your I think, opinion. Still. Yeah, I think we'd have put Spain out. I think I do think we'd have put Spain out if, if, if that had been the case. We should probably, we should, we, everybody knows we probably should have anyway. But it's in general, I think we would have, we certainly... So then you better. fancy South Korea? Yeah, I think of course we would have done. Definitely would have done. You've twice said, well, once in a previous interview, at least. Yeah. Then you said easily. I, I think. So I, what do you think that Ireland were, were with Roy Keane and playing the way you played were finalists? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. And again, it's, it's you know it, you always look at it. You know, it's everything can change and it runs its course for a reason and all these sort of things. But if I look at how we played and how how much what 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 our collective strengths were and the qualities individual qualities that we had as well mixed in with that we 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 we, we should have done we should have done yeah we should we said we should have got to the, to the quarters as it is yeah and we should have got to the quarters and i th- i do feel as though we we would have had a great chance of topping our group originally anyway and i think as it turns out it would have ended. We would have ended up playing the Germany in the semi. We played them. I would have fancied us because it simply we, we would have we would have had experience of playing against them in the past. So it's yeah. an Ireland Brazil final. Now you made a good case. No, I'm not. I'm not yeah. teasing or mocking. Yeah. You, and you're not doing the Scottish thing about well, no, we've won no. the tournament before you've yeah. even even made it there. 
you're making a reasonable, a log, okay, something that's on your mind occasionally. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is, it is. Uh, we could have played in a World Cup final yeah. because Korea looked beatable in retrospect against a side that you should have put out Spain. Yes. And Germany, you played in the group and it was 1-1. It was a late goal from Robbie, but yeah. you feel that you had their measure. Yeah, we did, yeah. I thought throughout, yeah, they got an early goal. We conceded early goals against... We conceded a first half goal against uh, Cameroon. We conceded early goal against Germany in the in the second game, and we conceded early goal against Spain as well. We conceded early goals, but we had enough about us. I think it helped us in many respects as well that we did concede those early goals because we knew then that we had to maybe play a little bit, yeah. and it certainly helped us. I think it did, and we got ourselves more than back into every one of those games. And then by the last. 20, 30 minutes of every one of those games, we were out playing them. And, and, and I, I thought I detected this feeling about I could have played in the World Cup final in previous interviews that I listened to. Is yeah. that a bugbear? Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, again, we, we, we'd have Kenny Cunningham, who'd be a regular contributor on our show as well. I listen to him a lot. Yeah, and Kenny Beyond. And again, when we speak about it, it's, and I mean, it's totally genuine when we talk about the Saipan incident, we talk about it, it's, just, it's sadness how it all happened I think every single one of us knowing what we know now would have would have done things differently we certainly would have all, all done it differently so so from a player point of view some of you might have spoken up yeah, or taken the boss definitely. side or taken Roy aside Most definitely. or something of I that think, order you know if, again it's all in hindsight what could you have done differently and I think when we say with Mick, Mick's, Mick feels as though yes he probably in hindsight could have done things differently but in general, I think he feels as though he's right for his ultimate decision that he made. But I think as, as a squad, as a, as, a player, as, as a group of players together, I think we, w- we would have all done it differently. You know, we were all experienced enough or we had enough experience about us within that squad where we could have actually done something differently. Were yeah. some of them too scared to just say to Roy, it was just, it, 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 take it, a step back, I tell you, Roy. looking back at the moment as it was when it was all happening, though, uh, Graham, it, it was just one of those moments where it was, it was between two guys going head to head and and it was just happening in front of our eyes and it was kind of the, it was almost like you're just letting it go in kind many respects like a bar room or yeah it, it, it was, was two alpha males going I'm not backing down yeah it was a bit like that that's what it was and it was you look back at it and you think it, it, things could have been done differently yes we know that we know that I was given the job of following Spain with Spain every day yeah. in South Africa so we come to the final, and um, I remember sitting with PK in the last interview in the training camp in Putchestrom and his excitement, because for him it was kind of like the perfect final. Spain against the country, which gave him his club, the guy Cruyff, that made the whole... Right. So it felt like the, the parent country against the, the young kid yeah. country. But the... The football then was a little bit different. The final was a little bit different. It, it, it wasn't a particularly Dutch performance. I didn't no, think. No, 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 well, no, well, exactly. But take us to before that final. But that's, but that's also like, you know, I remember I was uh, playing as a left winger. Uh, the first three group stage games, yeah. And then I was a little injury and then I came back in the semi-final. Mm. I came in because we weren't playing well. I came in half-time against Uruguay. When you look back at that game, I think we played maybe our best 45 minutes mm-hmm. from that uh, tournament. And then maybe because we could have scored six times. Mm-hmm. And we were leading 3-1, they came back 3-2, and then at the end we, we did it. But that 
was so good. Mm-hmm. And then the final. In what, my, why was that so good? What the, your, your because, change or the no, coach's because, mentality? Because at that moment, uh, Nigel Jung was uh, got a red card, so he was not playing the semi-finals. Uh, we were like playing with Van Bommel, and I came in as a six, mm-hmm. and Snyder as a ten. Two little ones. I took the ball, played for him. Boom, he gave it back. So we were, we were playing, and we had some nice attacks, scored, and everything. And then the final. I knew already before the final that I was not playing huh. because neither Young came back and the rest stayed the same. And that's, I think it's a pity. My way of thinking when you play against Spain, they just get nervous when we also get the ball. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, they don't get nervous. Yes. And then maybe, of course, we could win the game because we're playing hard and they had some problems with it. But to play the Dutch style, yeah, then you need also. Then when I was a trainer, okay, we play against Spain. They're probably the best team in the world. But we're also good with the ball. And we're going to show it. And take the ball from them. And take the ball. Because when they don't have the ball... Make them chase a little bit. Yeah, then they also have to run. And in my opinion, that was... uh, You know, of course, I was not playing. So I always think about about me and why. Okay, but you also watched it. Yeah, but when it was another player, then I also put him when it was a good player to play football. You know, because I think it's... uh, That's the wrong way to win a game. Just think, okay, we have to stop Spain. No. We played in 2008 also fantastic football. We beat against uh, Italy, France, and Spain was really scared for us. And we had one bad game against Russia and we were out. So it was bad luck, I think. And we had a bad day and normally you come through, semi-final, and then that's the football, Holland, that we should play. And that was... uh, yeah, for me, it was really a privilege to play. But then you can also play three hours hmm. without a problem. Hmm. And uh, but it's true. 2010 Spain against Holland it was uh, yeah, it was amazing. Well, you, you've said before that you really believed the, the, the Mark idea before the, the finals was if you don't believe, stay home. But you really believed that that Holland could win this, yeah. and that I mean, Holland can score so many times. Maybe Puyol escapes a red card. But because of my job, my fortune is I'm standing on the touchline right there, about 25 metres from you. And I swear my heart almost exploded when um, Schneider, your boyhood chum, he's falling and he just pokes the ball through and Robin is running through. Yeah. Do you remember the moment? Yeah, yeah, then... then, and. What are you feeling in this moment? Do you remember? Yeah, the- I remember the chances, you know. And then, uh, you know, of course, at the time I played for Real Madrid. And when you come back after the World Cup and, and Casillas shows his fucking toe, you know, like yeah. with the toe. He it's saved just him. the toe, isn't it? I just wanted to kick him, you know. <laughs> because that is still, uh, it's still a difficult thing to talk about because we were so close. Uh, Aryan does the right thing, huh? Because Iker was always yeah. going to go... From right to left in his dive, and Arjun knows this. Oh, but that's that's. I mean, normally it's a goal. It's just bad luck, you know. It's it's just bad luck. Normally he, he saved it, but he doesn't know how he did it. Ah, amazing goalkeeper. He really won that final as over Spain. I'm sorry to talk about it then, if it's a sore one, but it fascinated me because I heard Cruyff the next day angry about the start, the playing style, and also I I felt I heard from Marwick saying. That's not how I wanted to... Because there were some moments, De Jong on Xabi Alonso, 
There's a couple other moments. Yeah, but that, 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 also, that, you have to cover. This interests me because I think that's sent off. Okay, yeah. so it's just two yellows. In football, it can happen. Right. But you, in my imagination, as the goal is coming up, I think you slot in for him or you're covering. I was, uh, was sliding. I make a sliding and then Iniesta shoot. Uh, but the, the biggest thing was, of course, we normally we should have, have a corner kick. You remember? It, it's true. I don't know what happened there because it, it, it is. Schneider shoot it that way in the ball. And yeah. he said, goal kick. So, but that's... Uh, Do you know what it looks like to, to, to innocent eyes? Yeah. And I'm not making accusations. In my opinion, the referee all the time after Nigel on Chabby is yeah. going, Ooh, I missed a red card. Yeah. I missed a red card. I missed a red card. I don't want Holland to score a corner. Uh, no. It's my opinion. Yeah, it's Human it's, nature is my yeah. opinion. But still, you know, like, uh, of course, we were down with 10. But that's also the way of doing We wanted to win it. You know, we tried to go forward. And it was a pity that it was not... Uh, yeah, because... Imagine you win the World Cup. And you... Forever you're a legend, you know. And in and, and, and Holland, we needed that so much. Yeah. And that was a big chance, and uh, and now you can see that we're so far away from from winning something. That's that's a pity. When it comes to um, your country, because we've only really got three small sections left now. When when you you, you come on and you change the game, because England are winning two 0 Yeah, true. Okay, Aspas gets the goals, but the pattern changes. Yeah. You impose yourself. You're I don't know if you played maybe 40, 35 minutes, something like this at least. It's a big result. Yeah, it's a big result in relation to Russia for me because any team that can Lopetegui's team has gone to Belgium to win, has drawn in Italy, has won in France with you also playing. Yeah. When you're two 0 down with no time remaining and you can get two two, that tells you something in a friendly about the spirit and the attitude. Yeah, that's what I think. Spain is going to win the World Cup, and I really think so because I've been almost one full session season with them, with the team. And the atmosphere you feel in that team is special. I remember the way we celebrated that draw against England because we all knew we, are, we were unbeaten and they are still unbeaten. So uh, I really have the hope Spain is going to win the World Cup because of these small things. There's guys you've always played with who are playing there now. Yeah, Thiago, for example. Yeah, Thiago, Javi Martinez is there or was there at, at my moment. I also know Wisco. You've played forever for Coque, De Gea. Thiago, De Gea. Now tell yeah. me something, because I don't think De Gea is Jordi Alba. appreciated. What? About? I think De Gea, when you hear people talking about Courtois or Neuer... For me, David is the best by far. It, it seems clear to me. Yeah, for me, it's, it's the best by far. Uh, Give the reasons. I have no reason, because I think he has something who comes that comes from God. God chose him in the goal, and God chose Messi on the pitch. You cannot train what he did against Liverpool. With the foot, the you instant reaction. You cannot train that. You cannot train what he did against Kun Aguero when he had the ball two metres from him and he put the hand out. You cannot train it. So you can train when he receives the ball from the left defender and he pushed the ball to Antonio Valencia. Perfect. This is the thing people don't, I think, appreciate. He's a really good footballer. Yeah, he's really good. Really good. And you, you, can, you can see when, when he receives the ball, he knows always what to do. So he has some special abilities that I think he hasn't trained them because you cannot train them. 
you just have them there innate yeah i need to tell you about a new book being published by backpage the good guys who produce this podcast football 2.0 how the world's best play the modern game by grant wall is in all good bookstores what does that mean to you well Grant Wall sits down with superstars such as Manuel Neuer, Vincent Company, and Xabi Alonso. And thanks to extensive interviews with players in every key position on and off the pitch, he explains the technical and tactical revolution which has transformed modern football. This book is packed with insights that only those at the very top of the sport can offer. In the words of my good friend Gabriel Marcotti, Grant Wall is an expert storyteller who has managed to get some of the best in the world to share the secrets of their trade. So, big interview listeners, that's your World Cup reading sorted. 